Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Yesterday, I promised that we will continue looking very closely into this virus, a virus that keeps confusing a lot of officials. And because it is a new virus, I think many of us have questions. We are not very clear about what it can do, what it's not doing. And there are all sorts of conspiracy theories around there. We started a conversation yesterday. We didn't end it. And I know that many people wanted to call in and have questions. They had questions that I cannot answer. So the lines are open. 011-482-1510. Professor Shabi Madi, Professor of Vexenology at Wits University, joins us on the line. A very good afternoon, and thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Lots of conspiracies, lots of questions uh, still going around. And Prof, we know now we know now that there are two confirmed deaths in the country. Um, this this is obviously not something that we didn't expect. It was going to happen. We're looking at the behaviour of people around the country today, on a day on day one of the lockdown. I'm concerned. Are you concerned? So I think the reality is that uh, there's some level of confusion in terms of what can be done and what can't be done. And I think uh, what's really required for this lockdown to be successful is more active policing of individuals, of taxi ranks, of public transport. uh, And it's not about policing to be uh, sort of to push people away, but rather to be explaining to people as to exactly what the meaning of a lockdown is. Uh, so that over the next uh, day or so, we can get greater public buy-in into the need of the lockdown and a better public understanding as to why we need a lockdown. Hmm. Prof, can we just talk a little bit about some of the myths and, and people who are asking questions around what is and what isn't? Um, the use of masks, people are, are not sure about the use of masks. What, what is the ideal scenario with regards to use of masks? Okay, so I think it's important, firstly, to recognize that uh, there are different types of masks. Okay. And not all of the masks are sort of equally effective in terms of uh, preventing one from transmitting the sputum particles into the environment and vice versa. Not all masks are equally protective in terms of uh, actually inhaling the, part- the viral particles, as an example. Now, in terms of the recognition, we also need to accept understand that there is a global shortage of masks, not just in South Africa, especially the masks that are adequate in terms of conferring uh, its function that it's designed for. So who should be, what is the purpose of a mask for the general community? The answer to that is quite quite short in that uh, a mask itself is not going to protect an individual from becoming infected. The main purpose of a mask for a general, for a person in the community is people that are actually coughing to actually uh, prevent them from spreading the droplet, part, droplet particles into the environment. A mask is not going to protect someone from becoming infected if they don't undertake other more basic measures, which are much more effective in terms of preventing one from becoming infected. Okay, so, so what you're saying is if you are the one who is ill, whether it's just the common cold flu that we are familiar with or this particular virus that we are now uh, encountering, you are the one that's supposed to be using the mask. If not, you're not likely to be protected by putting on the mask. That's exactly right. So in a community, the reason why people need to be wearing masks is when they are symptomatic, they are releasing droplets. Those droplets, are included in those droplets are virus particles. 
And those virus particles, those droplets are going to contaminate the environment and it becomes a risk for under, other individuals that come into contact with that environment in terms of inoculating themselves accidentally because of those infected droplets. But a mask, if someone uses a mask mm-hmm. and they don't use it correctly, uh, it could actually become more harmful. It could actually increase your risk okay. of becoming infected from the virus. Please explain that. that. <laughs> explain that. So the reason for it is, firstly, the way that you handle a mask uh, is something which is uh, really uh, sensitive in terms of how well it's going to protect you. So the handling of the mask is important. Yes. But now just think about it. If you're in an environment where people are coughing and everything else, mm-hmm. okay, and you're wearing a mask, mm-hmm. some of those droplet particles are going to actually end up being on your mask without okay. you re- realizing it. Yes. When you remove that mask from your face, right, if you don't handle that mask properly, your hands are going to become contaminated. Mm. If you haven't washed your hands and you then wipe wipe your face, mm. are you going to infect yourself, mm. essentially? If someone is wearing a mask and they're serious about wearing a mask, effectively what they would need to do is put that mask on in the morning mm-hmm. and do their work, not take that mask off until they return home. Mm-hmm. And that is when the mask might provide some additional protection to you. But in the absence of being able to do that, literally keeping the mask on correctly and using the correct type of mask in the absence of doing that, like I said, the mask itself is actually going to accumulate infected droplets. Mm. If you're in an environment where the droplets are being released, you're going to be touching that mask and you are going to infect yourself. Hmm. Okay. Just explain the bit about the mask not being protective to a person who's not ill. So if you're saying that we, we could put on a mask and you're still not fully protected, explain that to me. So it's... So really what's happening is that, as I mentioned, the mask actually can become contaminated with disinfected droplets, mm. okay, wherever you are. If some, you're walking past someone and someone sneezes, right, those droplets are going to settle in the environment, including okay. on the mask. Sure, okay. Right, so that, that mask essentially is contaminated. Now what you want to do is you want to have a drink. So you're going to remove your mask from your face. When you remove that mask from your face, you probably, if you don't do it correctly, and if you touch the front part of the mask, yeah. which is contaminated, mm. your hands are going to be contaminated. Mm. Now, what you do next is because you had that mask on, you're feeling a bit uncomfortable, and you rub your nose, mm. right, without actually having disinfected your hands. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you've basically taken the, taken the contaminated material from the mask, the contaminated droplets from the mask, and all that you've done is that you've actually shoved it into your nose. Okay. So okay. then if if then okay, practically to be safe, are you saying that if for whatever reason I feel the need to shift the mask off myself, whether it's for a drink or for eating, you should then at that point dispose of the mask? You probably should dispose of the mask and oh. need to, you would need to use a new mask. Okay. And when you dispose of the mask, you again you need to be careful where you dispose of it because mm. it would be unfair for you to drop it somewhere. Mm where someone else now needs to come and pick it up and contaminate their hands and subsequently infect themselves because of someone else's irresponsibility in terms of how they're handling the mask. Hmm. When you go home and you take that mask off and your child comes and thinks it's an instrument to play with, that child is going to infect himself because of coming into contact with that mask. Hmm. So a mask is not a solution to anything. Like I said, it's got a specific purpose. For healthcare workers, it's there to protect healthcare workers from becoming infected because they're in the environment where there's a lot of patients that are coughing, that are sneezing. There are patients that are ill, so they need to protect themselves. 
right? But that's not what's happening when someone is sitting in a car, which is what I see on the road. People driving in a car with a mask on, there's absolutely no logic in terms of them wearing a mask unless they are actually coughing and sneezing. All right. Can we move quickly into the gloves bit then? Into the gloves? Yeah, the gloves. Yeah. So, look, a glove is wearing a glove doesn't confer any additional protection over and above using your hands, washing your hands, uh, using a, a sanitizer on your hands when you need to. Right? There isn't any additional protection. Again, the problem with the glove is that it would still pose the same sort of risk to you if you are not to actually use the glove properly, in addition to which, if you want to actually decontaminate the glove. So when you're wearing gloves, you would, do it, you would still need to practice the same sort of hygiene and hygiene as you would need to in the absence of wearing a glove. Okay. Can we speak quickly? There's a question here about people who are undertakers and should they worry about handling um, corpses of people who were infected with COVID-19? Yeah, so certainly anyone that comes into contact with a corpse of someone that died because of COVID-19 needs to take the necessary precautions to avoid themselves from becoming infected. So what happens to the COVID virus is that on multiple surfaces and possibly on a corpse itself, it could survive for up to about three to four days. All right. right? And that is a reality. And that uh, might be on the body, on the surface of the body. It might be, uh, obviously, to be in the mouth, in the, nasal, in the, uh, in the nose, etc. So when cleaning the corpse, a person would need to apply adequate precautions in terms of avoiding themselves from becoming infected. And what that would mean is that those individuals, as an example, would need to wear a mask, a disposable mask, which they would remove immediately. After having completed the corpse, after having completed the cleansing of the corpse, they would need to use gloves. They would probably need to use a gown, right? And ideally, they probably should change after they've actually ended the corpse because it is it is an infected individual. So you need to have a heightened sense of uh, awareness when dealing whether it's a live person or a corpse that had a COVID-19 illness. You need to have heightened susceptibility, heightened awareness in terms of how you manage that particular person or body. Prof, a quick last question. So we spoke about, about eating and moving your mask. Can you reuse it if, if you disinfect the mask while you go about your day? So in other words, can I have the same mask on, disinfect it all the time and use that disinfectant and just continue using it? Is that possible? Is that okay? Yeah, well, you need to have highly specialized facilities to disinfect the mask. And it's not all masks that can be disinfected. It's only the N95 mask that you would need to put into an oven that goes up to 70 degrees Celsius. Uh, and it's not something that the average person can do. Like I said, at the end of the day, the only people that should be wearing the mask are people that are symptomatic. And the purpose of that is to prevent them from infecting others. For the rest of the public, there's absolutely little need to wear masks. And anything, it increases your risk. It increases your risk of becoming infected if you don't handle that mask correctly. Quick one, does the same relate to those fabric masks? The fabric mask is even worse. Oh. It's not designed for this purpose. Uh, it provides absolutely no protection. It probably attacks even more contaminated uh, material from the environment. The fabric mask is absolutely a no-go. Professor Shabir Madi, thank you so much for your time. Professor of Vaccinology at Wits University will continue this kind of questioning as, as we try and get familiar with what is and what isn't trying to save all of our lives. COVID-19 is here and we are at day one of the total shutdown. It is just gone one, one, uh, two o'clock, I beg your pardon. Let's go to Nandika Bukas for the latest in SABC News.